This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hey, this is Jay Black, and I'm the head of audio and podcast here at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We appreciate your loyal listenership of the AJC's audio briefing. I do have some bad news today, but also some good news. We'll start with the bad. We are putting this report on hiatus starting now. However, the reason we're doing this is to free up some of our team and our resources to build some dynamic new audio and video offerings that we're very excited about. So stay tuned to the AJC in the coming months, and please spread the word if you like what you hear. But until then, if you're a subscriber to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, please make sure you are getting our new newsletter, AMATL, everything you need to know from the journalist here at the AJC to start your day we're also adding to our strong stable of podcasts which includes the award-winning breakdown focusing on the trump grand jury politically georgia go atlanta and we've got a sports show for every pro team here in the city so if you have not done so please go to ajc.com slash podcast and be sure you're following us on apple or spotify or wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode so thank you for being a part of the ajc's audio briefing and we'll be back soon with a new show from the atlanta journal constitution It's Thursday, March 16th. Get ready to drive on the shoulder of Georgia 400 at rush hour for the last time. The Georgia Department of Transportation will close the rush hour flex lanes on Georgia 400 permanently on Friday. The northbound and southbound lanes have allowed motorists to use the shoulder of the highway between the Pitts Road overpass and Holcomb Bridge Road as an extra lane during rush hour. But GDOT will close the lanes at 9 p.m. Friday as it prepares to replace three bridges along Georgia 400. Those bridges are a prelude to construction of two new toll lanes in each direction along 16 miles of the highway. GDOT has allowed motorists to drive on the shoulder of Georgia 400 since 2012, but GDOT spokeswoman Natalie Dale said that was never intended to be a permanent solution to traffic congestion on one of the region's busiest highways. Crews will soon remove the current flex lane signs and striping, and the shoulders will look like any other highway shoulders. In other news, facing withering criticism for shuttering two Atlanta hospitals, the Wellstar Health System said Wednesday that local leaders were simply trying to score cheap political points by assailing the decisions instead of working to keep medical facilities open. The scathing response from Wellstar came a week after Fulton County Commission Chair Rob Pitts and other Democratic leaders filed complaints asking federal regulators to probe Wellstar's nonprofit status and investigate whether it violated civil rights protections. In its sharpest response yet to the backlash, Wellstar said its effort to find another health system partner and work with government officials to find a solution started more than two years before it announced it would shut down the Atlanta Medical Center. Wellstar said this included direct discussions with policymakers in Fulton County, including Chairman Pitts, as early as February 2020. And unfortunately, local policymakers declined to provide any support to AMC, as they rightly have and do with the other safety net hospital in Atlanta. That's a reference to Grady Memorial Hospital, the downtown Atlanta facility that is owned jointly by DeKalb and Fulton Counties. State and county governments have directed $130 million to Grady for new beds and expanded services, but the extra funding is not expected to fully meet the needs created by Wellstar's AMC closures. Up next, State Representative David Wilkerson, the leading proponent for removing portions of the new city of Mableton, has proposed an initial map for a redrawn city that would essentially cut it in half. A map showing the proposed de-annexation would remove everything north of Veterans Memorial Highway from the city, including all four mayoral candidates' residences and the historic Mabel House Barnes Amphitheater. It also would cut off a significant portion of the city's tax base if the proposal is approved. 
Wilkerson's proposed map includes removing the areas that voted against cityhood in the November election and the northwest corner of the new city, which voted in favor of cityhood but has either Marietta or Powder Springs addresses. No legislation has been officially introduced yet. Wilkerson said he hopes his map will be a starting point for the other legislators to include or remove the areas they represent, and legislation will be based on that. And it's the question Braves fans have pondered over the past month. How will Diamond Sports Group's financial issues affect Braves broadcasts? Well, Diamond, which operates Bally Sports, announced Tuesday that it filed for bankruptcy. However, MLB released a statement that should ease the concerns of Braves fans. Diamond Sports Group's bankruptcy declaration Tuesday is an unfortunate development that we have been expecting, MLB said. Despite Diamond's economic situation, there is every expectation that they will continue televising all games they are committed to during the bankruptcy process. Major League Baseball is ready to produce and distribute games to fans in their local markets in the event that Diamond or any other regional sports network is unable to do so as required by their agreement with our clubs. Although it's unclear what it would look like if MLB needed to step in and produce the broadcasts itself, the Braves will continue playing on Valley Sports until further notice. Spoken Layer